Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Listek. Uh, I am a web developer from Central Illinois and Northern California. And today we are going to talk about a setup that I use very often, and it is Nginx, Cloudflare, and Let's Encrypt. So why this particular setup? Well, I happen to know Nginx well. I've used Cloudflare for a long time. And when Let's Encrypt came out, it was a uh, easy solution to a problem of obtaining cheap, uh, easily usable SSL you know, certificates. And so it's, it's worked out really well. Um, some of the you know, ways to use this are basically if you just need an SSL certificate for your site. Um, it's not really used for services yet if you're building out an infrastructure. Uh, but you know, for your basic websites and everything like that, it works really well. Plus, everything you know, I'm talking about is free. Uh, with the exception of, you know, your server. So wherever you've installed Nginx, and this is assuming that you are using a VPS, you know, a virtual private server, uh, something you have control over. So you can, you know, dig into the command line and, you know, actually run these types of commands. And hopefully, you know, this will be kind of an overview of how to set that up and why you might want to set that up. So to start with, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk over the benefits of each of the different technologies as I see it. Um, and again, there are a bunch of different ways to do it. You know, Cloudflare isn't the only service doing this. Uh, Nginx isn't the only uh, server. Uh, you know, Apache will work as well. Uh, right now, Let's Encrypt is mostly the you know place to get the free certs, um, but you know, who knows? There'll probably be others, and there may be others, and I just don't know about it. Um, but, you know, looking at Nginx, why I like it, it's, it's a pretty easy to use web server. You know, I've configured Apache and used Apache for years, but, you know, for me, the way to configure it has been a lot easier. Um, it's, it's really fast, and that's something I like. I mean, it seems like it serves up, you know, requests, you know, with ease. Like, I've never, I haven't really found a place where I've stressed Nginx. It's always come down to PHP or the database. But it's also got, you know, extremely quick serving of static files, so like an image or, you know, basically anything directly off the disk. If it doesn't have to, you know, interpret it in some way, then it's really quick. Uh, and it also has this idea of micro-caching. It's got a built-in cache that you can use. And what's really cool about that is it essentially compiles into a static file whatever is being served and then serves that up based on whatever criteria. And if you take it a step further and compile in a, an extra third-party module that lets you do purging easier, uh, you can actually trigger that purging via, you know, a, um, tacking on like slash purge to the end of a URL or a couple other different ways to do it. Um, but, you know, even at its base level, I mean, you could set the caching to be 10 seconds. And even with that, if you get hit, you know, with a bunch of visitors at once, well, it will kind of, you know, s save you from overloading. 
you know, looking at Cloudflare, I like it a lot because of the speed of the DNS record updates. So essentially what it does is when you get a, a domain name, and I recommend doing a third-party registrar like Namecheap or something is what I use, and pointing it to Cloudflare's uh, name servers, they provision you an IP. And that's I, that IP is pretty much the one that whenever you go to your uh, domain name, it sees. So it's proxying all the requests to your actual servers, but that means that when you make DNS changes, you don't have to really wait for anything to propagate. Um, you don't have to wait if you change a server. It's just incredibly quick. So the other thing it does is it blocks, you know, attacks. It's got a really good web application firewall that if you pay, you know, for their extra service, you get a lot more ability, but it's got some basic stuff in there. Um, some extra statistics and offloading of caching that it can do. Um, but it's really just a useful tool. It's not for everyone and not for every case, but, you know, for most sites and places, it seems to work really well. Uh, and then finally, Let's Encrypt itself, you know, free SSL certificate, automated provisioning. You know, if you're looking at SEO stuff, well, Google really wants sites under SSL. And ultimately, why not put everything under SSL? The, tr the old argument was that it will take a hit to site speed, and if you don't need it, don't use it. But everything's so quick now that I'd rather trade off a little tiny bit of speed than you know the lack of security and just the general sense that, hey, I'm paying attention and doing something to help secure the site. So getting into some specifics, you know, how do we actually set this up? So the general idea is basically that Cloudflare is set up with strict SSL, not their flexible SSL, um, which just means that it's requiring that you have a um, non-self-signed or expired and, or valid SSL certificate on your server, hence why we're using Let's Encrypt. And then you can use a really strong SSL certificate in between your server and Cloudflare because you know, your visitors are really seeing the Cloudflare certificate and not your um, less encrypt one. Although, one caveat is that unless you're on a paid Cloudflare plan, the certs that they use will be SNI certs or subject name indicators. And that means that, or SAN certs, uh, subject alternative names, I suppose, which means that they won't work on like older machines like Windows XP and very old browsers. Uh, so depending on your use cases, this may not fit for everyone. Um, but if you're willing to make that trade-off, then, you know, go for it. And, oh, one other caveat is you will share that cert with a bunch of other random sites, something like 20 or 25 on a single cert. So you may see some weird names on there, but, you know, it depends on what you're comfortable with. But for the most part, it works really well. So looking at the actual tech setup, you know, how do we actually do this? Well... First, I would recommend that you know you create a Cloudflare account. Um, make sure that you have your DNS, well, not DNS, but domain, you know, actually purchased. And then when you go into Cloudflare and you say, "I'm going to add a site," you know, you'll type in your site information, and it will say, "Hey, here, go add these name servers um, to your registrar." So you go over there and add, I think it's Mira.ns and like Neil.ns or something to that degree. And you add those on, and 
you know, take a little bit to propagate through. It'll detect that your site's been added. And then it'll say, hey, go review these DNS records. You know, you'll need a bit of knowledge to go through and figure out what records to keep and don't keep. But really, at its super simple level, you want an A record that points back to your server, you know, actual VPS server, and a www CNAME record pointing back to the A record. So in reality, that's all you need. I mean, you'll probably want mail, um, uh, mail records on there and a couple other things, but you, know, you don't need a ton. You'll then want to kind of go over to the crypto, I think it's crypto tab, um, on the Cloudflare side. And then make sure that if you look down, you know, it may say flexible. Uh, and depending on where you are in this process, you could change it to be um, strict right now. Uh, if you're already using SSL on the site under like their flexible plan, and you're just kind of changing things over, it could break your site temporarily until you get the new cert up if you're using a self-signed already or you don't have a cert on your actual server yet. Um, but if not, you know, just you can do this kind of whenever you're done with everything. But in the meantime, you could set it up right away if you wanted. So the next thing to do is we're going to make sure that, you know, going over to your server, you know, SSH in, get to a command line. And what you're going to want to do is make sure you get the cert bot and tool installed. And I'll provide a link in the um, uh, notes, but essentially you install this command line tool. I think it's mostly Python based. And there is one, you know, the command line I use, and I prefer the DNS challenge. You can do it where there, it looks for like a created file on a directory in, on your site. But I really like the DNS you know, way to do this challenge because you don't have to deal with having any files you know, kind of being created and like left around or there and you don't have to worry about what if I start this process but then I don't have SSL enabled or I can't get to that and then it fails. It seems like the DNS way is just a much easier way to abstract it. So the actual command line itself, and I'll put it again in notes, but is certbot-auto uh, cert only and it's like a dash dash manual dash dash preferred dash challenges DNS. And what this will do is basically say, hey, I just want to retrieve the cert. I'm, this is a manual, you know, non automated uh, renewal or something. And my preferred challenge is DNS. And it'll kind of guide you through pretty easily what you need to do. But you'll get a prompt to enter in the domain names in both the www and non-www variations of your site, um, which incidentally I also recently learned, and I didn't know this, that the non-www variation is something called a naked domain. So there you go. Um, but you want to separate those by a space, and or I think it does work with a comma, but I've done it space up to this point. What it will do is provide you a uh, two uh, txt records to put in your DNS server or your DNS records so on the Cloudflare side and it'll give you a name and a value so you'll you know copy paste those pop over to Cloudflare and add them in and you know wait about I don't know, 30 seconds or so let it kind of propagate through um, and then hit enter because you're kind of waiting there on the prompt um, and it should pick it up and you know go through all the challenges and ultimately what you're 
left with is SSL certs that are saved, um, I think, in like Etsy, Let's Encrypt Live, and the name of your um, website as a location for it, and you've got some SSL certs. So the next step with all of this is, or finally, I suppose, is going into Nginx, and you're going to want to actually configure serving up the site via SSL and where to find the certs and kind of what settings to use. Um, there's a lot written about this in a lot of different places. You know, ultimately what I've done is I've kind of landed on what my config looks like and then I have created include files that you know I use across all my vhosts and it makes it easier, it's just less to remember, and once you kind of get what you want, and unless you don't have to change it often, then it works well. The only thing you can't include in the um, include files are the actual path locations to the SSL cert. Now, for what it's worth, you actually can, you know, create a SSL cert with a ton of different um, domain names, and they don't all have to be related. Um, the only reason I have opted to go away from that, because I did do that originally, um, is just it seems easier, or at least for me to manage easier to have each thing separated out. I just kind of know where each things are and how to do it, though. I suppose if you had enough of them, maybe it would be easier to do it all in one. I'm not sure. I'm not really advocating one way or the other, just both work. It's just a matter of what's easier for you, I suppose. So a um, couple things I do recommend in your actual uh, SSL configuration for Nginx is use a SSL session cache. It just helps speed things up a little bit. Um, you want to look into SSL stapling uh, and setting a resolver to use um, Google's uh, DNS servers. just seems to work pretty well. Um, you know, and also, I guess it does depend on how much trust you have with Google, but, you know, at least their DNS side of the house seems to be pretty good. Um, you'll also want to use a really strong Cypher suite um, because really you're communicating with Cloudflare on this. Uh, you don't really have to worry too much about compatibility because clients themselves are not hitting your server with these search directly. The whole idea behind Cloudflare is it's proxying to your server, so you get all that protection and all that ability to um, kind of weed out some bad actors, some malicious requests um, on the Cloudflare side, obviously not all of it. Um, so you just don't need to worry about that as much. Uh, you know, one of the other things to, or two other things to think about when setting up your vhosts are you're going to want to redirect all the requests, or generally speaking, you're going to want to redirect all the requests to whatever your canonical SSL site name is, be it www or not. Um, the easiest way to do that is listen on both the port 80 and port 443 versions of um, your site and return and do a return 301 and then the place to go to. Uh, you're not really rewriting as you might be used to in uh, Apache, although you can do that in Nginx. The return and just kind of redirect method that way works really well and it's quicker. Um, and then you want to do that for both versions of your site, so www and not on port 80, 
And then for the one that's not your canonical name for port 443, listen on that and redirect to ultimately where you want it to go. So that'll cover all the variants. And the end goal is that everyone who's going to your site ends up on the SSL version. One other thing to make sure you're doing if you have a relatively new version of Nginx is to make sure to turn on HTTP2. It's a heck of a lot faster. It has a lot of things you can do. Nginx doesn't have all the features of it yet. I think notably server push, but you know you gain some of the benefits for sure. And so definitely turn that on. And also listen on the, both the IPv4 and IPv6 versions um, because you know you want to future proof your site and make sure you're ready for you know any way that you can get to your site. Uh, two other quick little things before we wrap this up is that make sure to allow port 443 through your firewall. And secondly, make sure you have a firewall on your server. Um, if you're using Ubuntu, it's pretty easy. If you're using the UFW, which is the uncomplicated firewall, um, which is just a wrapper for IP tables, but it's like UFW allow 443. And it'll add, actually add both the IPv4 and 6 versions, I believe, in there. Um, really easy. And make sure to restart Nginx after doing all this SSL work because it won't pick up certificate changes until you've restarted. A reload is not enough to do. So that was a ton of info I know, and I ran through it, but hopefully it was a quick rundown of how to actually set all this up. You gain a ton of utility and power with this, and I, I really hope it was a help. So follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte, and let me know what your experiences are with setting this type of thing up, um, some alternative methods. You know, my question to you is, how are you setting this up? Are you using a similar type of setup or something different? Let me know. Reply to me at Twitter or at Facebook. Um, thank you for listening, and I hope that you join us next week.